listening to Nostalgia Be Dan. Hello everybody, my name is Zach. I'm Brandon. And you are listening to another hilarious episode of Nostalgia Be Damned, the show where we take a look at some of your favorite movies from your childhood, the ones you're nostalgic about. We watch them objectively and let you know, are these movies actually good or are you blinded by your nostalgia? Snow Dad is better than No Dad, Zach. (laughs) (laughs) This week, we watched 1998's holiday fantasy family comedy, Jack Frost. Not to be confused with the 1997 horror comedy of the same name. What? Yeah, that's what that one's about a killer snowman. Wait, I watched the horror movie. Did you watch the family movie? <laughs> oh fuck! No. Oh shit! No, Zach. Wait. No. I have to stop us dead in our tracks too. By the way, uh, no DJ name this week. I noticed. Yeah, um, that's because uh, this movie killed all my enthusiasm for any sort of creativity <laughs> in this podcast, Brandon. So is this a, this is an ongoing thing? We're just done with the DJ names? Yeah, I guess so. I, I just that's, <laughs> I mean, that's the end of it. <laughs> okay, so for anyone who's like just stumbling upon this podcast, and for those who have maybe listened from the very first episode, we've gone through these things that have just kind of like picked up and then dropped, sort of streamlining the episodes as they go. So I like this for just kind of the uh, the narrative of the show. One more thing that's just kind of getting stripped away with it. Cool. No more DJ names, ladies and gentlemen. Done. Done. Yeah, I know. Uh, but what are you going to do? And if this is your first time listening, we're not going to be talking about DJ names the rest of this, okay? No, I mean, we might dedicate another five or six minutes to it. Uh, just, you know, <sighs> deal with it. This is the podcast. This is what you signed up for. Don't you hate your friend who recommended this to you? Uh, did I recommend this? Yes, I did. I think I've been recommending this since the beginning of this show. One of those Christmas movies I keep coming back to. You do this, though. You always pick out these movies that you know are going to annoy me. I'm starting to think that half of the fun of this podcast for you is just to piss me off. Much more than half of the fun. Like, every single time I can get you to watch a Kangaroo Jack or a... Or a Jack Frost is a good day for me. It's a win for me. I never reciprocate because I always feel like I only get maybe one terrible sports movie in every six months or so. And then we watch five just jack (laughs) shit movies like Jack Frost. That's not true, man. I've had some sports. We've had some The Mighty Ducks and Rookie of the Year. You know, they come, they go. Oh, two examples. Yeah, we're doing great. (laughs) I'm glad we finally got this out there because, one, it's just, you know, the, it's a very limited scope. Honestly, we could do 1997's Jack Frost at some point where I believe, if I remember correctly, a, a snowman assaults, sexually assaults Shannon Elizabeth in a shower, if I remember correctly. So, you know, I took the bullet for you there, not watching that one at least. Oh, my God. But uh, I feel assaulted watching this movie. I remember when this movie came out and seeing it in the theaters, actually, and I... You know what? I don't know why. It must have just been a thing that my mom was like, oh, this will be great for the family. And uh, we went. And I I even remember as a kid not thinking this movie was very cool. (laughs) I guess I could agree with you. However, I think I saw this maybe every Christmas since it had come out on like VHS or whatever for a good few years until I was maybe in my teen years. Like this came out in 1998. So I saw it, I think, maybe the year after, the Christmas after, when it was finally available to rent. 
And then it was one of those movies that my mom wound up buying on VHS, and we just watched once every Christmas. It was like in the lineup because there's so what? you know few Christmas movies. I know, I I know. Why? All right, it's like Home Alone. When are we gonna watch Jack Frost, Mom? Really? That oh yikes! Man. I'm not joking. Yeah, until I realized what good movies were, and then I stopped watching it after I was probably yeah like 13 or 14 years old. And I haven't seen it really since, except for I think there may have been a time in college when we may have had a few brewskis and tapped back into Jack Frost. Uh, And this time I watched it stone sober. Yeah, me too. And for anybody who likes to maybe go back and watch the movies after, before, or during the podcast, I highly recommend you go take a couple of shots before you go see this movie. It is uh, probably helpful. To get through it. A quick plot synopsis for the uninitiated. IMDb has this. This is its plot summary. A father who can't keep his promises dies in a car accident. One year later, he returns as a snowman who has the final chance to put things right with his son before he is gone forever. Merry Christmas. Yeah, uh, and a happy new year. So, Jack Frost was directed by Troy Miller. This was his feature film debut. He went on to direct Run, Ronnie, Run and Dumb and Dumberer when Harry met Lloyd. Good. Did you ever see that one? No, obviously I didn't go see that one, Brandon. Get out of here. Well, Shia LaBeouf and Bob Saget are both in it, so, you know, take that home with you. Thanks. It has a 5.3 on IMDb and a 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, that's only 40 less than what the new Star Wars has on Rotten Tomatoes, Brandon. Whip, 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 whip. Ooh, topical. It could change. Who knows, you know? But that's also a couple points higher than what Cats currently has on the tomato meter. Ooh. I think it was hovering around 14 or 15%. At the time of recording. Scarier CGI. Uh, Jack Frost Snowman <laughs> Ooh, or the cat? Dude, holy shit. If someone had a gun to my head and I had to pick between those two, I, I'd take the bullet because I cannot tell you which is more disturbing to me. <laughs> Fuck. Either both of them give me nightmares. Like, those are two perfect examples of just nightmare-inducing CGI that's meant to be super cute and saccharine. Ugh. Always love it. So, yeah. Nonetheless, the film was critically reviled for the most part. None more so than our boy. Roger Ebert I have to read you a bit of this review it's fucking hilarious he gave the film one out of four stars yeah he's, he's fantastic writing quote it's a bad film yes but that's not the real problem Jack Frost could have been co-directed by Orson Welles and Steven Spielberg and still be unwatchable because of that damned snowman wow it's possible for the Jim Henson folks in Industrial Light and Magic to put their heads together and come up with the most repulsive single creature in the history of special effects and I am not forgetting the Chucky doll or the desert intestine from Star Wars (laughs) wow oh my god Jack Frost, ladies and gentlemen. I, it honestly, I, I don't know how many times you've seen The Dark Crystal, Brandon, but uh, <laughs> that movie is less scary than Jack Frost CGI. It's, I mean, it is horrifying when you first see it. I wonder which, which would honestly be more frightening to a child if they saw them in real life, this creature in motion or this, the, the homicidal snowman from the other Jack Frost movie. I I don't know. One has sharp teeth, but the other looks like his face is sort of made out of like a gum, like a white gum. Yeah, I don't know. It it looks like I I can't even describe it, Brandon. I'm having trouble describing it. It it legitimately looks like they just had like a white circle and put black dots in it threw it on a computer screen. They were like, "That's it." They also, and I don't know if you caught this. I 
I've always thought this snowman, the animation on his face is clearly trying to emulate a person's face, like a specific face and actor. This is pretty interesting. So George Clooney was originally offered the role and attached to the project, but he left to do Batman and Robin. I don't know <laughs> which one he chalks up as a worse. Jesus. But, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> That's one bullet for another, in my opinion. But uh, Yeah. Uh, so Michael Keaton was cast. This, however, caused no end of trouble for Jim Henson's Creature Shop because they had already designed their snowman animatronic specifically to look like George Clooney, his like facial features and acting style. So if you look, if you squint and you look at his face, they did almost nothing to change it by the time they actually like went to shoot it because they had done too much work on it. It kind of looks like George Clooney. It's so, that's interesting. I didn't know that, and it's so funny you bring it up because that was one of the things I was kind of holding off until we got into it to bring up that it it just doesn't even look like Michael Keaton was watching the screen when he did this, or they cared to sync it up not like the facial expressions don't match the tone or the delivery of michael keaton (laughs) dude so i guess this was kind of a coveted role the script went from a bunch of different actors throughout hollywood kurt russell dennis quaid tim allen mel gibson and kevin costner were all considered for the title role whoa and this script, by the way, was written by Mark Stephen Johnson. He would follow this up with writing and directing both Daredevil and Ghost Rider. Uh, wow. I mean... This movie here... <laughs> yeah, I know, what a career, dude. I just... I'm, I'm like kind of like lost here, man. I just like everything that's coming at me, I'm like, okay. Like. <laughs> How about this one? Uh, Sam Raimi was once attached to direct the film. Ooh, better he movie. He wrote a draft of the script with his brother Ivan. That's, an, that's a different version of the Jack Frost horror movie that I would 100% love to see. I'll, I mean, I'd take Sam Raimi doing this movie, too. That would be insane. I'd love that, yeah. This movie, Jack Frost, cost $85 million to make, only managed to earn $34 million in the States, and it wasn't released worldwide, so that was its entire box office haul. It finished 60th for the year of 1998. In terms of movies we've covered on this podcast from that year, it managed to be the lowest grossing of the lot, (laughs) earning less than Armageddon, The Waterboy, Godzilla, Mulan, Halloween H2O, Small Soldiers, and Mighty Joe Young. Uh, There's a couple movies on that list that it makes sense and a couple movies on that list that it's got to suck losing to those movies (laughs) my last little bit here of trivia i don't know again if this is one bullet for another bullet situation or if you would think this was better but one child actor was considered for the role of charlie frost however joseph cross was ultimately cast the actor none other than jake lloyd really darth vader himself yes Uh, jingle all the way no that would have been uh, not only do I think that would have been one bullet for the other, but it's possible that would have been one bullet for a shotgun shell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost glad that, yeah, this kid was, was cast in this role. He's, you know, no treat either, but uh, we'll get into whether or not he did he did, deserves to be in our, you know, bracket. Oh, uh, our, our bracket of uh, our, our tournament of terrible male protagonist yes and i think we expanded that after halloween town and a few others to now include just you know terrible protagonists child protagonists i guess in general fucking marty while we're still talking about this kid was it just me or did you have to pause and make sure that he wasn't related to tim robbins at all i had to (laughs) 
He does look a lot like Tim Robbins in the face. Yeah. He looks so much like Tim Robbins. It blew my mind. You gotta get busy living or get busy dying, kid. <laughs> oh, that was a great Morgan Freeman. Everybody's still listening to this podcast. No one's turned it Are off. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? That's gold. All right, let's just get into this because I'm flustered at this point. Uh, Jack yeah. Frost. So we begin with... Frosty the Snowman was a fairy tale, they say. We get Michael Keaton's impression of Bruce Springsteen's <laughs> Santa Claus is coming to town. Can we just talk about to their they're doing this I honestly the music isn't terrible, the instruments and everything. Um but they're singing about Frosty the Snowman in this fucking <laughs> jazz club or some blues club they're tearing the fucking house down yeah and there's this agent who's like you gotta hear this fucking band man listen to this they love this and i'm sitting there i was like if i heard Hold this, up his phone yeah i was like this i mean the instruments are all right but if i heard these lyrics in a fucking bar i'd be like what the, what the fuck is wrong with these guys <laughs> well it's just them doing the frosty the snowman song but like rocked out and he, the way he's singing it is exactly like bruce springsteen like that whole thing and so many things came at me first like the title card comes up jack frost or whatever and then we see that not only is his band the Jack Frost Band, I was like, oh, okay. Then we find out his name is Jack Frost. His name is Jack Frost. And it's... Uh, what the fuck, dude? It's infuriating. <laughs> it's really... It's lazy, and it's infuriating, and it's not the... To me, it's only maybe the second laziest thing that happens in this movie and i can't wait to get to what i think is the first well michael keaton he is jack frost the lead singer of this band he's got i mean it's blonde hair and an earring like a loop earring too frosted tips yes frosted tips frosted tips by jack frost oh fuck yeah this movie's coming at you from all fucking angles brandon it's unstoppable <laughs> Yeah, I knew this was going to be a good movie, though, when that agent's like, listen to this, holds up his cell phone. <laughs> Can you imagine the other guy on the other end listen to this fucking nonsense? And I mean, what are they doing here? Are they ripping off Back to the Future? This is how you're going to start your movie? You're ripping off Back to the Future in the first 20 seconds? Uh, so our story takes place in Medford, Colorado. It's the start of Christmas Vacation. We're introduced to, you know, Jack Frost's son, Charlie Frost. You know, another movie that has this Omaha Beach storming, saving Private Ryan snowball fight of just epic proportions. Oh, what the fuck is going on with the, the shells? <laughs> like, this. Can we talk about the sound in this movie, Brandon, really quick while we're on this? Uh, did you have to turn your TV up or was it just my stream? No, I didn't really have any problems with it, I guess. No? Okay. I just, the sound mixing in this movie throws me a little bit. There, I mean, it, it sounds really bad at times and I couldn't figure out why. I didn't know if maybe it was just my my service or or it's just a bad movie. I kind of was chalking it up to maybe both. Well, there's a ton of ADR. I did notice that where things wouldn't sync up to their mouths. I think that's just lazy filmmaking. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but Charlie Frost, he's, uh, I guess, going to be our main character here, sadly. And we get a sneak peek, thankfully, thankfully, at one of the shining stars of the film, our bully in the movie, uh, Rory. Rory Buck. Rory. <laughs> He's got blonde, uh. spiky hair, black goggles. He's chewing on a Slim Jim like he's smoking a cigarette. Let me dude. tell you something. This kid is 
perfect. <laughs> he's everything I wanted out of a 90s bully. I mean, he's got it all. He fucking snowboards. He picks on a on a kid who's in a very tough situation. <laughs> he calls people buttheads, dude. He calls people buttheads. He's chewing Slim Jims for no reason. Endless supply of Slim Jims. And he even brings up at one point, unsolicited, <laughs> I didn't even know my old man. <laughs> one of my favorite I mean, lines in this entire movie. He's, He's perfect. He's 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 my best friend. Uh, yeah, remember that name, Rory Buck, because he will come back a whole lot. Well, he gets stood up to by Charlie. Charlie chucks a snowball right in his face, and he's humiliated in front of his squad. You know, yells to him, this isn't over, Frost. Nice. Classic. Classic setup for a nice rivalry that I'm very much anticipating. Listen, you don't just let a kid win a snowball fight if you're a bully you have to come back with a promise that this will continue <laughs> or else how do we know later on in the movie that they're still enemies we don't that's good storytelling yeah it's good writing we meet his mother uh gabby played by kelly preston who is honestly a really wonderful wife and mother in this movie like the one like a good person you know what and- um <laughs> Go on. No, I keep going. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up. You're gonna fight me on this. No, I'll bring it up in a second. Uh, it this whole the family dynamic in this movie really confuses me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's for sure. Because she's introduced like fixing the sink. She's out there shoveling the driveway and literally doing everything just to keep the house going. Because Jack Frost is always out, fucking rock star. He finally gets home that night. You know, wakes up his son to build a snowman. By the way, how many times did that happen to you, uh, Zach, growing up? How many times did your dad wake you up to build a snowman middle of the night? Oh, oh, uh, literally never, Brandon. It uh, it happened. Interesting. <laughs> it happened never times. How many how many times did that happen for you? Yeah, big goose egg, dude. Never happened. Mm. Uh, and honestly, thinking about it, I I might have been infuriated if that had happened to me. If my father woke me up from sleeping to get, like, dressed in the middle of the night, go outside, freeze my ass off to build a snowman. Yeah, I mean, like, it's 1 o'clock. Just let me sleep. It's cold outside. I don't really want to do this. And, like, we could do this tomorrow. (laughs) It's not my fault you're an absent father. You shouldn't be punishing me by dragging me out in the middle of the fucking night to build a snowman. This is where I, I start my argument that Michael Keaton, as a dad, good old Jack Frost... He's pretty shit. Wait, do you think he's shit? Do you really think he's shit? I th- see, this is where I wanted to bring it up because I don't think he's that shitty. Oh, so hang on. I-, I have to preface this by I think he's a shit dad when he's like actually there doing anything. His job, however, you know, his excuses for leaving and why his family's always bummed out that he has to leave. I don't fault him for those I mean, he's those wrong. He's, doing. like th- that's not a problem. I mean, me. the reality of the situation here is that he's given an opportunity, and we're jumping ahead a little bit, where he, or maybe we are, we're not. He's essentially put in an opportunity where he could become an actual rock star and make potentially millions and millions and millions of dollars for his family, like 
why are we getting angry at him about it? No, that but that's what the movie's setting up, isn't it? That's why the movie wants you to be mad with him for for like Christmas is so important. He, there's how could he possibly skip Christmas type deal? But no, I'm not. He's not even really giving off the shitty absent father thing, though. It's like, yeah, he was on tour and they missed him, and he comes up and immediately makes up for it by being like one of the coolest guys ever. <laughs> All right, all right. Well, because he, he gives... Like, why are we getting mad at him? Look, he gives Charlie this, you know, his most cherished harmonica, which he'll... I'll add he bought the day fucking Charlie was born. He couldn't even wait one full day in the hospital. He had to leave to go across the street to get to go to the music store because he was in, like, quote, a great mood, leaving his wife alone in the fucking hospital. Again, strike number two, Keats. Yeah, uh, fucking asshole. Tells him... <laughs> Tells him that the uh, tells Charlie that the harmonica has magical powers and that you know that he can hear it whenever it's played type deal no matter where he is and uh, also promises to come to his hockey game tomorrow. Yeah, this sounds like a classic. Uh, dad shows up, he scores his first game, and everything goes uh, according to plan, right? Ooh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Luckily, we also get a little foreplay scene when him and uh, you know his wife have a very tender, loving mother-father relationship can you dude. believe this scene did you think they were gonna fuck afterwards <laughs> did you think we were gonna get yeah, a fucking scene in this movie because i thought so i almost paused the movie to check like what's this rated again and then i remember not it it's pg they're not gonna do anything i like i genuinely thought we were gonna see like a, a very tastefully done sex scene it is steaming in this movie yeah that like the type of sex scene where he goes down on her to start the sex scene dude what <laughs> like the type of sex scene that starts with him going down on her to begin with. Oh, Wait, so what? I'm hold on. I'm just taking notes here. So what do you do? It's setting him up to be a very passionate, very giving lover, as well as a good husband. Mm -hmm. Therefore, endearing the audience to him. Like, oh wow, he's just like me. You know, type of vibe. Sure, but like, what specifically is he doing? Go into detail and let me just grab a pen and paper. <laughs> so, Zach, you're just implying that you actually don't understand the act of going down. I, uh, what, I, so Jack Frost. Let's just move on from this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's move on from this. This is getting dark. I just want to say that I bet there's a deleted scene somewhere where they are doing some filthy things. Oh, yeah. That the director just shot because he wanted it. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh Jesus! I'm delirious about this movie, man. I can't fucking remember what happened. Oh yeah, we get a little more of uh, Mac the next day, right? His best friend, his right hand man, the keyboard player, aka Mark Addy, right? Game of Thrones himself. Yep, uh, King Robert, and also uh, for most of you probably know him as the father from Still Standing. Let's be honest. No one remembers him from that show. Maybe from A Knight's Tale or or the Full Monty, but no one's no one's no one has the passion for Still Standing that we for some reason do. I we talked about this the other day before we uh, recorded the podcast. I I used to love Still Standing. It's one of my. I don't. I'm not a big uh, sitcom guy, but. That, for some reason, was a show that I went out of my way to watch. Oh, sure. It's the thinking man's The King of Queens. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what show I also really liked? Uh, my Wife and Kids with Damon Wayans. Did you ever watch that show? <laughs> no, I didn't watch that show. Actually, I, I caught a couple episodes of that show. I think... <laughs> 
Um, uh, anyway. Man, sitcoms suck. I wish we were watching a few episodes of those, yeah, but even over this. So they've got a recording session coming up. I guess he seems to believe that he'll be able to get out of this recording session in time to go to the game that's mere hours away, it seems. Because Charlie's super frustrated. He won't. His dad won't teach him the J-shot, all right? The J-shot, Zach. You're familiar with hockey and, and sports, aren't you? Tell us about the J-Shot. I sure am, Brandon. Uh, the J-Shot is an imaginary thing this movie made up. It doesn't exist. It To me, it just looks <laughs> like he's doing a simple wrist shot, which is like one of the first things they teach you in hockey. So this is no The Mighty Ducks in terms of its authenticity with regard to the sport of hockey. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you want to call The Mighty Ducks authentic, then uh, yeah. Well, his coach, by the way, uh, played by Henry Rollins. What a treat to see him. Yeah, um, kind of wish he had a bigger role in this movie because he's the this scene where he's like yelling at these kids about hockey is maybe the only thing I came close to laughing at, at in this movie. Not to say I laughed at all. I didn't. It just, this was the closest I came. Well, we get this whole, you know, cut back and forth, this musical montage of him at the game, Charlie at his game, uh, Jack Frost is too busy rocking out to his, what I will say, criminally underrated song. I guess was just not even mentioned in terms of best original song when it came time for the Oscars that year. Uh, Don't Lose Faith, sung by Michael Keaton, the Jack Frost band. I'm a fan now, dude. <laughs> Turn in my fan card. Just shut the fuck up. I, I can't even make, I can't even make a joke about it. It's this fucking... <laughs> Like, why did they really feel like they were oh like, wait, God. the key to this movie is just making the Jack Frost band as fucking badass as we can. I wonder if they intended to release, yeah, like albums and shit. This was going to be a thing. And, you know, he could do this. They could make sequels. Well, I guess they don't really set up for a sequel. Thank God. But, uh, you know, I don't know, man. No, this movie stoutly ends itself. <laughs> Thank, thank God, man. Thank God. So the band just, I get, they rock too hard. They forget to <laughs> stop rocking. He misses the hockey game. He feels real shitty about it. So he go home, goes home to make it up to him and basically promises his family a trip to the mountains for Christmas. We're going to go back to the old cabin that they used to visit, right, from back in the day. Yep, the, the old cabin. Uh, can't wait. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, A.K.A. white privilege. Yep, very white privilege. And honestly, just, he's doing all the things right yeah he's busy yeah he's working hard but you know what uh he's set up to succeed with this cabin idea absolutely nothing's gonna go wrong that's the end of jack frost brandon your thoughts i wish it were but no this what? is a tragedy dude classic shakespeare tragedy because on the way out on the way to the mountains he gets a call from some famous agent that uh, for a very peculiar <laughs> very, very peculiar uh, signing deal that requires him to drop everything and go play this venue on Christmas, right? <laughs> like, yeah. In order to get signed? Yeah, he's got to go play this guy's orgy or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's... <laughs> yeah, it's very, very dubious to say the least. Yeah, and... I mean, again, this is where I... Like, this is where I kind of got pissed off at this movie because... I, I, I'm just putting myself in the shoes of this family. If I knew this was something my dad was passionate about and something that I knew he always wanted to do and potentially could make him so much money, yeah, I'd be perfectly fine with him skipping Christmas to go play 
this venue. Like, that, it's not even a question. But fucking Charlie is a little bitch about it and just hands over the harmonica and's like, I don't want it anymore. And runs you're back into the dead. house. Yeah, he essentially says you're dead to me. I just don't, like, it's so abrupt. Like, he's, like, out of all the shitty fathers we've covered. And why do we keep doing these Christmas movies with shitty fathers, by the way? We did this with Jingle I All the Way. I think it's just a running theme. And with yeah. Tim Allen in the Santa Claus it's just like why your dad's always so shitty around Christmas, but he's maybe the least shitty dad ever. He's just following his dream and he's been nothing but cool about it. Oh, sorry. You missed a shitty hockey game that you lost eight, nothing and didn't score in a little bitch. <laughs> yeah. Well, even Gabby, you know, she tells him that, you know, we'll make it work. You don't have, you'll probably only wind up playing for a few hours anyway, so you could just come back after and he makes a whole plan. Yeah, I'll take my friend's car after and we'll make it work no matter what. And the kid, yeah, still such a bitch. You're dead to me, dad. I hate you. That was my uh, impression. So the family heads off to the cabin. They head off for the gig. And then I don't know, it must be several hours into the venture, into the journey that he just decides, you know what? I'm making a terrible mistake. We're going to go back. So he turns around, tells the band, which he assumes at first they're all going to be bummed, but everyone's like, oh, thank God. Now I don't have to play on fucking Christmas. Didn't want this anyway. But what he isn't telling them probably is that this is our once in our lifetime gig to make it. And I'm bailing now, despite us driving probably half the way. <laughs> yeah, they are like very cool about this. Hey, <laughs> hey man, it's the Jack Frost band. They are cool. They're cool. They're chill. Yeah, they're the coolest fucking band ever. And I want to buy their CD. Well, they have some peculiar merchandise I want to point out later on in this movie. Uh, but... Nonetheless, he's oh, you on mean his the, way back. you mean the sh- <laughs> I, th- I think say I know it, what you're talking ahead, about. Say I'm sorry. The, sh- the shovel handle? <laughs> all of their merchandise must be like winter related, I guess. It's, it's all clever. snow, it's all snow related because you know what and you know why it is <laughs> Yeah, it's because his name is Jack Frost. They only his sing legal about name is Jack Frost. They only sing about the snow. They only have snow merchandise. <laughs> They, they live in Colorado. Live in that was Colorado. That's a calculated choice. Yeah, I mean, it's the smartest band around. There's no denying that. Well, a blizzard, you know, wouldn't you know it, strikes, and he's on his way back. His windshield wiper isn't working that well, but wouldn't you know it, the first shot we get of Michael Keaton driving in a blizzard, mind you, his arms, like, cocked up on the seat next to him like he's at fucking lookout point with a chick. It's like rocking his hand on the, on the wheel, the steering wheel back and forth, just chill driving. It's like, no shit you're going to go off the road because he does not not give a fuck. I drove home in light rain the other day, white knuckling, leaning up against the <laughs> steering wheel. <laughs> this guy looks like, yeah, like he's cocky. so casually like, well, I could die any second. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> oh, shit. My windshield wiper isn't working. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Michael Keaton is fucking cool. But <laughs> he's got an earring and, and frosted tips. Of course he's cool, dude. And his name, Brandon, I don't know if you caught this. His name... <laughs> Is Jack Frost of the Jack Frost band. band. Yes, of the Jack Frost band, of course. So And everything they do is about winter. <laughs> they sell shovels, dude. They yeah, sell shovels. I know them. All right. Well, uh, so yeah, the, the windshield wiper doesn't work. The windshield gets covered in snow. He goes off the side of a fucking, I guess, cliff or something. We don't see much. All we see is the car go off the road. He loses control. Flashes to one year later. He's fucking <sighs> dead, you guys. <laughs> Holy shit. We're about 25, what, 30 minutes into this movie, and he's uh, he's dead. Michael Keaton's dead. And you're not going to see Michael Keaton, the actor, 
for a very long for time. A and very that is long a sad time. fact, a sad truth you have to swallow when watching uh, when watching Jack Frost. Yeah, I mean, there's one redeeming quality in this movie, maybe two if you count Mark Addy, because Mark Addy is always a delight. But uh, there's one redeeming quality in this, and it's Batman. And suddenly Batman's just not in this fucking movie anymore. And instead, we've, we, we bear down on Charlie Frost. Well, let us all thank the heavens above that we still have Rory Buck because he's introduced once again, Frost, you big butthead. And then his little right-hand goon, he goes, forget it, Rory. He's no fun to pick on after his old man died. And then he says, well, tell him to get over it. I never even met my old man. <laughs> so much is said in such a Dude. short time. This fucking Buck is so cool, man. He's the fucking <laughs> coolest. Ah, uh, man. Oh he didn't know his gosh. dad. <laughs> what a badass, dude. What, what do you think ass. his dad... I mean, they're natural enemies, him and Charlie Frost. What do you think his dad's name was? Like, if his dad was in a band, what would they be? I'm trying to just picture his dad and what actor would have played his dad in this movie in a cutscene or something. Like, he's at the hockey game. Danny Sahara. After the desert. Who? Oh, that's the dad's name? Yeah, Danny Sahara. <laughs> oh, because he's the, the Danny Sahara man. Wow. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah that, that's the kind of improv humor you're going to get on Nostalgia Be Damned. You know Tell that's your friends. the end of the show. Honestly, no, I'm going to call the end of it this time. Uh, that's the end of the show. Well, joke's on you because I was already going to say this is the last episode. Oh, oh no, Parkway. No, you can't do that, dude. That's not Yeah, fair. don't ever undercut my recurring joke ever again. <laughs> Uh, so uh, once again, it's the summer vacation or summer vacation, Christmas vacation. Charlie's shoveling out his driveway at home. The plow guy comes by, pushing all the snow back. We've all been there, and he is so fucking frustrated. He starts like rage shoveling and begins crying. Well, he's he's mad and frustrated, and the, but what really <laughs> triggers him, Brandon, <laughs> is that he looks down at the shovel handle. The Jack Frost shovel That's handle. Right. There's a Jack Frost <laughs> band sticker on the shovel handle. This is branded merchandise. Yeah, and he fucking loses his shit. And his mom comes home to her little psycho kid just beating up snow with <laughs> with a branded Jack Frost shovel. <laughs> yeah, stop. That's a collectible. Don't do that, honey. I'm picturing the end of their show like, oh, good night. Thank you, everyone, for coming out. You guys were great. We got some merchandise at the back of the stage. And, and there's one. Back of the room, rather. Uh, we got CDs. We got shirts. We got shovels. I was going to say there's one guy who's like, oh, man, I can't wait to buy, you know, a, a shirt or even just like a couple of stickers and instead it's just like shovels maybe like an ice pick i have a theory that it may have been like their second or third show playing in you know wintry colorado where they finish up the show everyone goes to leave and they realize oh no so much snow's fallen while we were entranced by jack frost and his band that i can't get out i can't get i can't get home so he thought of the brilliant idea let's bring shovels but we'll slap a sticker on sell them to all these people so that you know they got to literally dig their way out to escape from <laughs> they have to dig their way out <laughs> this is the jack frost band good luck getting home winter based merchandise so that's, that's that's one of my favorite things we've seen in a movie that's pretty good anyway uh that night charlie builds a snowman sort of in remembrance of his father or that last christmas where they you know were able to build a snowman together all set to um uh what song is this zach <sighs> brandon uh, this song is Landslide by a little band. 
<laughs> I don't know. Fuck me. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a little band called Fleetwood Mac. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I think I've heard of them. Yeah, and uh, it is maybe the most egregious use of this song I've ever fucking seen. I had to pause the movie and just kind of like take a breath <laughs> to watch this fucking kid build a snowman to landslide <laughs> and then i immediately went and then i immediately went in the other room and listened to landslide and just stared at the wall and thought about how i had to i had another hour of this movie it's crazy man when i first started playing i was like wait this must be like a cover and then i'm like holy shit no this is fleetwood max like wow bold <laughs> oh but don't worry there might there might be a landslide cover later in the movie brandon Ugh, oh man charlie decides he's gonna play his harmonica i guess seemingly for the first time since his dad died is that what we're meant to believe yeah i get well yeah because it's just been like in a box so he built this snowman out of a bunch of you know box of his father's shit i guess like he uses a jack frost button for the button because of course he does um (laughs) well of course they have jack frost band buttons too and of like i think his hat and his scarf and so while he's digging through this box of crap he finds his dad's harmonica and plays it and this is uh the lazy this is the second thing that i was talking about that i i believe this is the laziest thing in the movie he made this like offhanded joke that the harmonica was musical or magic and uh, Brandon, it it just it turns out it is. Yep. Why? I don't know. It just is. <laughs> Some winds start to whipping and swirling around him, and uh, this snowman goes from being, you know, maybe a practical effect, just a snowman, probably made out of fake snow, but it's a snowman, uh, into this hybrid puppet CGI abomination that we get for the rest of this movie. Another hour to go, at least, with this Jack Frost. Uh, Dude, it takes 40 minutes for this fucking snowman to appear. Can you believe that? It takes 40 (laughs) minutes. This movie is halfway over. Well, all the kids in the audience, (laughs) yeah, all the kids in the audience, all they really want is, you know, car accidents, family tragedy, they don't really want a snowman when the fucking poster has a snowman on it, dude. He's the coolest dad, and he's going to prove it. That was the tagline, by the way. And if you're all wondering, well, why does the snow... So wait, why is the harmonica magical? Again, we don't know, and it's never explained. Yeah, and if that was the case, if uh, this kid obviously doesn't believe that it's magic. He even makes a joke when his dad says it, but after he gave that whole mystical speech about, yeah, this this whenever you play it, I'll be there type thing, I'll hear you no matter what... Bitch, I'd be playing that at his fucking funeral, seeing if I could reanimate his corpse. I wouldn't wait a year till I built a snowman type shit. Like, oh my god, you know what? You know what this is, Brandon. This is just the monkey paw. I was just, <laughs> yep, yep. That's this right. is just the monkey paw. Like, yeah, it'll bring your loved one back to life, but they're gonna be a fucking snowman. <laughs> I would argue, I would rather be dead. I would be, rather be my reanimated. Rather corpse. be a reanimated corpse <laughs> than, than, than a fucking than snowman. whatever than whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> because holy shit, he comes alive 
I guess doesn't realize he's a snowman at first. The dog comes over and like pisses on him. Hilarious. <laughs> just, Great. Oh my god. We're off we're off and fucking running now. Yeah, I mean he blinks, he slugs around like he's walking, but he does he doesn't have any legs, so he just sort of slides. I, it's just super super yeah. off putting. <sighs> fuck the reality of the plot is this meant to be seen as like a sick joke from god which is maybe suggested at the end of this movie or would he have returned earlier in some other form had charlie played the harmonica sooner is it the magic of christmas is that what we're led to believe if so just go ahead and say that have one person explain that right or is it only because he built this snowman on like the one year anniversary of his dad's death that this was even able to happen like only because his name is Jack Frost? Is what, what if his name was fucking Ricky Frost? Is it the power of love? Is that why the harmonica is magical? There's li- there's just anything. I need something. Yeah. I, you, Did it only I, work because it was bought on the day of Charlie's birth? Like, <laughs> so many, like, weird, like, so much added to this mythology, but none of it is actually concrete or discussed at all. So you're just left questioning everything. I Yeah, it, like... I don't know, man. It's just, it seems lazy to me. They just, they were like, no, it's magic. It happens. Like, why is it happening? Because it's a movie. (laughs) It's a movie. Uh, Well, let's just take it at its face value. This is a kid's movie. Fine. He's a fucking snowman. He accepts this super quick. Uh, (laughs) He, like, looks in the mirror, like, or looks in the reflection of the door, sees himself, like, holy shit, I'm basically a fucking snowman, tries to get the attention of Charlie. Charlie, understandably, is freaked out by a fucking, you know, animated snowman out on his front lawn, so he locks the door, barricades himself inside, and... Jack sort of has like a he just like walks around town he gets hit by a plow truck driver pushed into the snow he has to reassemble his goddamn body and then just sort of yeah strolls throughout the center of town in the middle of the night as a as a snowman <laughs> as a fucking snowman <laughs> this whole weird shit of he's just talking to himself and I'm just kind of picturing Michael Keaton like getting into the studio it almost sounds like he's riffing you know what i mean it, it like he gets into the studio and they're like uh, i i don't know mike uh you're a snowman and you can't figure out why just go ahead and uh you know say whatever because it just it up to this point he's been like a very cool customer and quick on his feet sure yeah now he's just talking out loud and not really saying and i'm not even joking it, it just kind of sounds like he didn't have a script in front of him they were just like i don't know go yeah just sort of riffing and it's uh it's not the best stuff but i i don't know i i can't tell if i like it more when it's just him by himself or it's with him interacting with this kid it's all bad it's all bad it would be okay because that's michael keaton for you i guess he's i mean he's good at that kind of stuff he's a little crazy um but it just goes on for too long. It's it, there's literally just like a scene of him talking about nothing. Like he he's talking about how he's going through maybe the stages of grief or something like that, or at least three of them. And he even calls out the writers too at one point. Like, is it just because my name's Jack Frost? That's pretty stupid. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah, it is pretty stupid. Yeah, goddammit, how dare <laughs> how dare you throw all this shit in our face, by the way, and then laugh at yourselves. How dare you? And yeah, he just kind of sort of goes back home after Henry Rollins freaks the fuck out and drives away screaming in reverse. That was kind of funny. Uh 
uh, but yeah, he goes back home and just resigns himself to life. He's like, all right, well, I guess I'm a snowman. I'm going to stand on the front lawn. And he tries to behave like a snowman. So much so that he ignore, doesn't talk to his wife when she like gets, you know, pulls in, sees the snowman. She's like, oh, kind of not, not, I wouldn't say flirts with it, but she's like, oh, what a fucking hot snowman. Walks inside and none the wiser. Let, I mean, well, yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, this snowman looks weird and bizarre, but it's fuckable. It is a fuckable snowman. I, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna co-sign that, dude. No, I'll go ahead and do it for you. But Brandon and I officially this is say, forgery. This is verbal forgery. No, go ahead and write in our reviews. I really like how both of the hosts said they would fuck the snowman from Jack Frost, and you can go ahead and write that. You can oh post, my lord, post it on our that Facebook wall. No, it's great that both hosts, Brandon and Zach, would both fuck the snowman from Jack Frost. Jesus Christ. We're going to get sued by George Clooney's lawyers. To fucking awesome looking snowman yeah so he starts spying on his family a bit there is a bit yeah where the dog pisses on him rips his arm off and honestly the ultimate act of dominance <laughs> really putting him yeah. in his place if you say if you ask me and then the movie ends right oh don't you wish my friend no it's uh the next morning the next day he's still out in front of the house and charlie decides to fuck with him goes over and they start having a conversation he's freaked out that it's a live snowman he again kind of accepts this all very quickly that it's just a, a talking snowman <laughs> he just kind of like walks away he's like Ugh, whatever i need a break and just like goes away <laughs> so the snowman starts following and that should be a red flag number two when you notice this thing can move and come at you but uh no he just kind of joins it in this once again another epic snowball fight against the same fucking snowboarding hooligans led by the incomparable rory buck yep and just in case you were wondering because you hear that they're snowboarding hooligans and it's a 90s movie, and you were wondering, well, where the fuck is my snowboarding montage? <laughs> oh, do we have Well, don't you yet? fucking worry. <laughs> don't you fucking worry, because after Jack Frost uses his fucking... I don't know why he's supposedly really good at snowball fights, maybe because he's made of snow. Uh, his name is Jack Frost. Um, <laughs> they get on a sled, and a, a bunch of kids get on... Uh, snowboards and sled and something that's like a bike sled what the fuck is this oh it's cool man i got it at spencer's gifts right a normal fucking thing you loser why is that kid not the one that's picked on because bully code states that you're given one full year to grieve the loss of a loved one then you know on that year anniversary the torment can once again begin now it's cool to pick on him again. no no i'm t i'm talking about the kid who's riding the snowboard bike or the sled bike you know what i mean he's like it's got like a seat well maybe his dad just died too i guess but like i, I don't know even if your dad's dead i gotta pick on you for it it's <laughs> like wow dude you're a real rory well you know nerds need bashing <laughs> Nerds need mashing. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, this is by far my least favorite scene of this whole fucking movie. It is just nauseatingly late 90s. The whole, like, from the hey now, hey now, or whatever they're saying in the fucking background of this soundtrack here. Oh, yeah, there's a terrible fucking 90s song. Uh, at one point, a kid gets his balls hit by a tree. Oh, yeah, tree branch to the balls. Classic. Yep. 
they're doing tricks off the jumps for zero reason, and it's and it's very clearly not kids. They're they're stunt double adults. Yeah, at one point while Charlie's riding the sled with his father, or he doesn't know that it's his father yet, just riding with a snowman, he says "you de band," and then he says "no." I'm the snowman. I'm the snowman. Yep, that's great. Uh, really good. Everything in this movie is going really well. Uh, there's <laughs> awful effects all around this entire scene. Uh, some awesome shredding, though. Nice shredding. The CGI uh, with the CGI snowman? Is that what you're talking about? The three <laughs> layers of CGI in this? That coupled with the times that they do close-ups with this prop you know it's gross like gummy mouth moving talking to his son then that's clearly shot in front of a green screen it's a combination of the two that i do not like but i again some awesome snowboarding yeah i guess whatever anyway uh they let's fucking move it along we are (laughs) not even close to the end of this movie and we've been at this bit here where jack reconnects with his son he calls him charlie boy so at this point he realizes holy shit this snowman is my father again accepted immediately (laughs) yeah i mean oh you called me a name that's really like not that special (laughs) you added boy on the end of my name yeah you must be my fucking dad wow (laughs) snowman Jesus. Well, this brings up another haunting nightmare. He asks, he's like hungry, so they go back to the house to get some food. Like, does this snowman take snow shits? What's ha- Does he eat? Luckily, they don't solve this problem. They never show him eat anything. But there's this whole, you know, classic comedy bit where the mom comes home and he has to hide him in the closet and the, the floor's all wet and all this bullshit. And I'm just ugh, waiting for this scene to be over. It, it just feels like filler at this point. Like, it, did you have the same feeling I had that after this was going on, all I could think was, where the fuck is this movie going? Like, there's no... (laughs) Yeah, how do you wrap this up? Besides a bully that is only good for a snowboarding montage, there's no clear villain except maybe death. Like, death is the villain. (laughs) The sun time. Yeah, Yeah, the sun. Like, where is this fucking going? How do you wrap it up? How are you going to explain all of it? I mean, the answer to that is they're just not going to. (laughs) Well, thankfully, Charlie gets taught the J-shot by his dad. There's a real bonding moment there. He convinces him to rejoin the hockey team. And, uh, yeah, they get home. Max there. It seems like Max kind of trying to get in on this action. Like, one year later, maybe this is my chance to be the new dad type situation. Um, I don't know how you read that or not. Um... I didn't. I... Mark Addy, his character. No, I, I felt that he was trying to move in on this. Maybe he was just trying to be a platonic, classic, cool guy, but it seemed like he was really trying to get in with Kelly Preston. Yeah, I kind of thought that... I, I, I thought I remembered that being a thing the first time I saw this movie, but now again, I think I'm just getting it confused with like Jingle All the Way and <laughs> and the Santa Claus and oh the Phil Hartman the Phil Hartman yeah character. I think I'm just getting it confused and the Judd Re- Judge Reinhold yeah character. I think I'm just getting it confused with all the other bad dad Christmas movies where there's always a stepfather or a boyfriend and I don't think yeah I don't think he is trying to get it in I think he's just you know being a supportive friend well fuck man i don't know i i, I always it, it seems to me that maybe he even caused the accident in the first place like uh, like loosened the windshield wiper on his way out or something because it was his car type deal i mean i mean honestly 
if that is what happens, it's a better movie because now we have some sort of friction other than I'm dead, but now I'm a snowman. Yeah, and then after the credits, they totally bone each other in that cabin. Of dude. course they bone. Look at that snowman. That is a fuckable, fuckable snowman. No, Zach, the snowman's not boning anyone. I said Kelly Preston and Mark Addy would bone at the end of the credit. Like, you're going back to the snowman a lot and sexual stuff, and I, I just don't – I feel like we're – you know, we're getting sucked down a road that we may not want to go down again. I want I want every listener to leave a comment <laughs> on our Facebook. Go Please look up the snowman. Don't nope, don't shut up. This. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Go look up the snowman from Jack Frost. Leave a comment on our Facebook. Just yes or no, is the snowman fuckable? If you put yes, that's great. If you put no, we'll block you. It's a resounding no from me. Nonetheless, I think Mac is trying to get in with his family because then he tries, to, there's this whole scene where he tries to bond with Charlie. I think maybe he's also just trying to be a father figure. Again, I'm not saying he's a bad character. He's a good guy. I think he's waited a full year. His friend was really close to him, you know, and this family needs uh, someone else here to help out and maybe he's doing it as a friend. Maybe he's, there's something else down the road. Nonetheless, he takes him to Shiverfest, this little downtown party, and Really, the only thing I wanted to mention here, and I, I'm sorry it took so long to get here, but the bully, Rory, shares a glance with Charlie at this point that hinted at something that I cannot stand in films. I will say it's maybe one of my most hated uh, tropes, cliches, whatever. The bully who turns nice at the end. Uh, don't like it. Yeah. Don't like well, it. Well, you know, I... I understand it sometimes. It's Again, I agree with you. It's not my favorite thing in a movie either. Uh, but what makes it really egregious in this movie is that it seemingly comes out of nowhere. I, I guess they're trying to subtly hint that it, maybe this, I didn't even know my old man line wasn't just a fucking shitty 90s bully throwaway line. No, it's a cry for help. Like they they seem to be bonding over the fact that neither of them have a father because this movie also does this stupid thing like four times in this movie where Charlie like looks longingly at kids enjoying time with their father. <laughs> oh, that's and true. And he's yeah. like, Ugh, wish my dad didn't die. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It it just it isn't done properly really. It's it's just kind of like they share one exchange at this stupid festival and then they're friends the next time they meet. Spoiler alert. Yeah, it's like the 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 glance isn't friendly as as much as it is understanding. And I just don't buy that arc, you know? I want Rory to stay cool, to stay badass, to stay awesome. 2020 make Rory great again. Yeah. Well, that's a bad day to do this because it's impeachment day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, recording the day of this. Yeah, it's history in the making, dude. Psych, nothing will happen. Yeah, when you look back on this day, the day that the president was impeached in our country, and you'll think, wow, that's when nostalgia be damn covered Jack Frost. (laughs) And the fuckable snowman. <laughs> Which day more important? Yeah, exactly. Uh, in the annals of history, that's for, you know, historians to write soon. Mm-hmm. The next day is a scorcher. It's a warm one, and it's Charlie's first hockey game back. So Jack makes the track. He makes the promise that he'll see the game slowly <laughs> melting in the process. You know, he's got to hop across a really hot parking lot to get inside. He manages to go in, by the way, without being recognized or seen by a single person, which is very a feat I don't understand for a fucking melting glob of a snowman human. 
And during the game, they uh, kill it. They crush it. Charlie even manages to make the or score the winning goal with the fucking patented J-Shot, dude. J-Shot, which again, is not a thing. It's not a real thing. I'm sure the stunt double did a great job with a, a what just looked like a normal wrist shot to me. The only thing that I find mentionable in this movie is at one point charlie takes a shot and like misses like completely misses the net and they do a close-up on the goalie and he just goes wow this kid's good <laughs> oh, that's right easy right. well is no, he no well? he's not because this is what i find really funny earlier in the movie we didn't mention this but there's a throwaway line where kelly preston's trying to like make michael keaton a little guilt feel guilty for missing the last game and she's like one of these days he's gonna make his first goal and you're not gonna be there and i kept thinking like how he's never made a goal like has he ever played the how long has he been playing the sport how how shitty of a player is he i don't know maybe i just don't know much about hockey i don't know man I, yeah i don't know enough about him i mean like wasn't it a thing in the mighty ducks that maybe charlie conway hadn't scored a goal either or something like that oh we fucked dude i think you're right man i can't compare the two i love the mighty ducks uh, let's do D2, dude. Yeah, we're going to do D2 next. Just kidding. He wins the game against Rory's team. However, you know, Jack, he's not in good shape. He's melting. So he decides he's got to get him somewhere cool. He he runs to his mom's place of work, tells her that the snowman's his dad. She does not believe him, thinks that her son's, you know, fucking crazy. He leaves. He Him and the snowman stow away on this tree truck that's going up into the fucking mountains where they leap out of the truck in the middle of the night in the middle of nowhere it seems but thankfully i guess maybe his into his snow intuition or whatever's happening he knows where the cabin is and that's where he lays charlie down to go to sleep kisses him on the fucking forehead I'm sorry, I also skipped over our, you know, kind of arc wrap-up with Rory here, because he actually helps them get on to the truck. It's his, uh, you know, he pays his penance, and this is where he gives my favorite line of the movie, Snow Dad's better than no dad. <laughs> so. Why wasn't that the tagline of the movie? <laughs> I know, I know, should have been. There's a lot of bad ones in this movie that just, like, absolutely, they were, I, I feel like they were coming up with taglines for this movie and then we're just like you know what it's we can only pick one let's just put the rest in the movie oh shit so yeah they're back at they at the cabin he calls gabby on the phone tells her that your son's at the cabin in the middle of the woods <laughs> yeah and she is like dude not <laughs> panicked about this at all doesn't call the cops who is this <laughs> like because let's look at this from an adult perspective oh my your God. husband is dead has been dead for a year Let's pretend for a minute that the possibility of him coming back as a snowman isn't a thing. <laughs> like, there's absolutely <laughs> no reason whatsoever to be like, Jack, is that you? <laughs> like, some random man is calling you and being like, your kid's at the cabin. Come pick him up. And then he hangs up before. Call the cops. <laughs> yeah, he hangs up before you know he says he's Jack or anything. He's like, "Is that you, Jack?" He just hangs up. Damn. And yeah, she's obviously freaking out. But at the same time, I mean, I guess if it sounds exactly like your former husband, maybe you'd you'd question. Brandon, 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 Brandon. He has been dead for a year. I understand that. But, you know, miracles happen at Christmas, Zach. Almost to the day. No, Brandon. Well, yeah, but that's the thing, Brandon. Uh, No, they don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he waits outside of the cabin. The sun starts to rise on Christmas morning. 
and Charlie wakes up. He comes outside. You know, he tells him, I got to go. You got to let me go. And I guess it's because it's warm. Like Charlie keeps saying, oh, well, we'll fly to South America because it's winter there when it's summer here. We'll keep you alive. And I guess at that moment, he's internally thinking. That doesn't sound sound right. One, that doesn't sound scientifically correct. But I also think that on the inside, Jack Frost must be thinking this is a fucking, you know, nightmare and a half. I can't keep living this life as a snowman. This is the worst. So I guess he maybe feels something. I don't. There's no again explanation of if this is heaven or not. But I guess he just knows or senses that it's his time to pass on to the next life or whatever, just in time for Gabby to arrive. So there's this whole kind of heartfelt like I love you. He sings a little stupid song to her, but they don't kiss because he's kind of a ghost. Like he's transparent, still got that blonde beautiful hair and he's also much tanner i don't know what happened there but uh yeah well heaven is a sunny place i guess has he been to heaven the last year like does he have any memory of oh is he in hell or who is knows that, yeah this is his that why he's tan oh is that why he's tan oh, nice. because he's in hell yes that's he it. is you know what he is a blues mu- musician he's in hell. what does that mean that's like a thing right like blues mu- musicians sell their soul to the devil so they get good at music i don't I think that's right up there with fucking a snowman, man. I don't know, dude. No, no, this is the thing. This is the thing. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Okay. Nope. Whatever. Go watch. Go watch. Go watch. Oh, brother, where art thou? This is a thing. Yeah, I think I did watch Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. So I know. Did he sell his soul to the devil so he could play guitar? No, but his brother got chopped in half with a machete. If you remember correctly. That's right. <laughs> he did. Yeah. He better did. movie. That's you a know? better. Yeah, way better movie. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, some more wind starts blowing, and uh, he's, I guess, fucking turned into snow and just evaporates and disappears into the sky. Yeah, and, like, that's it. Like, again, just (laughs) nothing's explained. We don't know if we'll ever see him again. Uh, Michael Keaton's gone, and at least they got to say goodbye. Dude, it seems super dark for the movie to end <laughs> with his actual death and ascension to heaven. Like, he even says as he's, like, flying away, like, I will always hear you. And then he turns into snow. Like, there's obviously no logic or any of that bullshit regarding the plot of this movie. So why are any families really out there questioning the integrity of the filmmakers if they just brought him back to life at the end? Like, who gives a shit? There's no logic to this movie. He's dead. He comes back. He's a snowman. He's alive again. Who gives a shit? Like, do you really have to fucking kill him again at the end? It's just like, God. Yeah, why not just like, I I don't know, man. This, I mean, do we need to go on? Like, that's the end of the movie. There's like a shot. Oh, that is the end There's of the a movie. shot of Charlie like playing hockey with his friends. Like, they've moved on or something. But it, like that's it, Jack Frost. Yeah, we don't even find out what happened to Rory. Uh, I'm assuming Rory got into drugs. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of Jack Frost. Really fun, Brandon. Your thoughts? Ah, uh, this was as bad as I thought it would have been. I remembered it being pretty shitty, which is why I, I vaguely have memories of, of watching this half in the bag back in college. But. Yeah, man, this is baffling, crazy Christmas shit. Almost on the level of that Jingle All the Way, where Jingle All the Way dealt specifically in like the consumerism of Christmas and the madcap insanity. You know that movie's going over the top with, you know, pipe bombs and packages and all this weird shit with Sinbad. This movie, it's just like a bizarre fantasy that I don't know who it's trying to appeal to. Because again, you're you're right. Forty minutes it takes to get to the snowman. 
I guess he's kind of funny. There are a few scenes with kids in the snowballs and snowboarding that maybe might appeal to kids, but I find most of this movie, I, I can't imagine a lot of kids like like liking it. Like I don't, it just doesn't seem like a, a very kid centric story, despite it being with this fucking loser kid and his his hockey bullshit. I mean, I mentioned that at the beginning of the episode that even as a kid, I didn't like this movie, which is bizarre. Well, that's the thing. I think I was just beholden to the curse of a Christmas film that your family watches. You're just forced to watch it every year, year after year. By next year, you know, 2020, I think that's the year we'll finally do Polar Express because uh, that's another one I just, oh, I just watched year after year. I mean, we're we're at this point we're We've like out of do movies it. for <laughs> yes. Christmas, so we like we're probably just gonna have to. But yeah, this is a movie that does not need to be seen by kids. Only I can recommend this as like a so bad it's good type of movie. Again, it's not good, but it's so bad it's watchable or entertaining. A movie you could probably have fun with your friends drinking. But other than that, I see almost no entertainment value here. The 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 central conceit of the movie is fucking ludicrous. The entire movie looks just so produced on a stage and fake and I like I disliked almost all of the characters. The one thing you have going for it is just Michael Keaton's presence and he's gone after 40 minutes of the movie and you're stuck with this fucking abomination. I, yeah, it's, we got a 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'll give it, yeah, I'll, I'll tie it right there. It's about a 20 in my book. Uh, a movie I do not need to see again and uh, I probably won't, so... What, what about you, man? Fair enough. Yeah, man. I, I mean, as you can imagine, I have uh, only good things to say about this movie. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it, it, this movie just kind of feels like half of an idea. Like, just everything about it feels like they started with this idea or had this plan to go with something and then just, like, hit writer's block and powered through it and were like, ah, I don't know, whatever, we'll figure it out. And then the movie was over. Like, they just happened to finish it. Were they going for a Frosty the Snowman live action that turned into something else? Like, why does anything in this movie happen? Just one person, one magical person to tell me, oh, like, you've given been given one chance to see your family and make up for your shitty life, Jack. Like, anything. It, it just makes no sense. Like, it's it feels so incomplete. And, yeah, I mean, in terms of filmmaking, there's not really a lot going for it. Like you said, this snowman is nightmare inducing it just nothing really works for this movie i'm gonna give it a 10 percent. i i really i can't <laughs> i don't even think i could have fun drinking and watching this movie i think it's that bad uh, i don't know man the jack frost band logos and everything that shit's funny there's some crazy shit in this movie. well yeah it's it's funny as like a cynical a adult <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> sure okay like but if you are watching this as like just critically it's stupid like why does he have a shovel with the jack frost logo on we explained this earlier all right yeah furthermore why is his name jack frost it just it feels so lazy it feels like a hallmark movie and we always make fun of these hallmark movies but i mean this if this movie were to air on the hallmark channel during christmas even this would probably raise a few eyebrows. It is just that messy. Yeah, um, I will agree I, with I, you there. I can't recommend it. It's 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 bad. It lives up to the hype. It does. But I do say that there are a few bits in there that's that's good for laugh. On on the nostalgia front, I will say that it's not very it doesn't make you feel very nostalgic for that time period other than Rory Buck 
and him just being a general badass, that spiky blonde hair. That is, this. you can say one thing, there are certain elements of this movie that are focused around the bullies and, like, the snowboarders that it it's very, it's a good study of 90s filmmaking for children because it it fits in so many stupid tropes well you know uh that's our uh, christmas episode really where we apologize we didn't have time to get out more but we're uh, like we said full steam ahead for 2020 we got a great episode lined up for you next week uh at the start of the new year 2020 i can't holy shit dude that always sounded like a fake fucking future date 2020 yeah i mean this is when we get flying cars right this is what's supposed to happen i don't understand what has happened but damn it it's not not what I was promised. Well, so what are we doing next week, Brandon? Well, before we get into next week, is there anything you uh, want to recommend or not recommend? Anything you watch this week? Uh, yeah, I did catch uh, a movie on Netflix in the in the very limited time I've had. Uh, Dolomite is my name. That uh, Eddie Murphy movie that came out on Netflix very recently. Um, have you seen this movie at all, Brandon? I did. Yeah, based on Rudy Ray Moore, right? Yeah, uh, it's great. I mean, I've... I loved it. I've never felt so almost relieved seeing an actor back in peak performance because Eddie Murphy is so good in this movie. It's It almost washes away some of his movie sins. I think he's phenomenal in this movie. And it's just a really good film, uh, a really good look into that era and sort of the whole story is, is interesting and fun. Um so I recommend that. That's a great one. Super entertaining. The uh, guy who did it did Hustle and Flow. Did you ever see that one? Craig Brewer? I don't think I have. Dude, I think it was on Netflix. It's pretty solid. Ter- Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. And uh, Anthony Anderson. Good time. Good time. Uh, I only get to see, in the meantime, I think I saw oh, <laughs> Richard Jewell, Clint Eastwood's new movie there. Ooh, I, that, that movie is... Uh... I haven't even seen that movie, but just hearing what happens in it has kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> Based on like the controversy surrounding the movie itself or like the actual true events? The the controversy around the movie itself. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I can't speak to that. I will say that it's, it's, it's Clint Eastwood's so fucking prolific. He's like 90 years old and he makes like two movies a year. And usually one of them is not that good. And the other one's sometimes really good. Every once in a while, he'll make like a, a really solid, great movie. Um, I mean, I loved like Mystic River and Million Dollar Baby and even like Gran Torino more recently. But my favorite Clint Eastwood movie, Letters from Iwo Jima. Oh, no shit, dude. I've never actually seen that one or Flags of Our Fathers. It's incredible. Uh, I've uh, both of them are pretty good. I like Letters from Iwo Jima better. I think it's a better movie. I like I like a lot of his movies. I I wasn't a huge fan of uh, Fifteen Seventeen to Paris or he did The Mule, which was is a fucking crazy movie. If you haven't seen The Mule, oh man, that movie is insane. <laughs> it's, a, it's again, but it's all told so matter of factly and straightforward. Just like this movie, there's no flash, there's no real style. It's just like this is the story, this is what happened, and there's some really good performances the lead guy paul walter hauser who uh really good in i Tanya and black klansman i remember him though as the kid from it's always sunny like the juggalo guy that's him he's richard jewel what <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. him yeah the chubby kid in it's always sunny in that lethal weapon episode oh my that's God. paul walter hauser yeah <laughs> he started off as the juggalo that's kid fantastic. yeah uh, but yeah, I, I really liked it. It's it's again, it's not like best of the year or anything like that. But if you, it's a fascinating story. It's 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 very uh, ironic. I find it that a movie based on like telling the, or showing the abuse of power by the government and the media 
to then have inaccuracies in the storytelling I find kind of like weird and then have the the very newspaper that didn't report the facts then trying to sue them for uh, slander and stuff it's just a bizarre like back and forth but based on the movie itself though it's it's worth a watch you don't need to see it like rush out to theaters you can wait for it but Sam Rockwell I love that guy and everything. Yeah, he's fantastic. But, okay, man. Well, what are we doing next week? I think we're finally going to be flexing that Disney Plus muscle, dude. Yep. Uh, For all of you who rushed out and got Disney Plus the first week, sorry. So we are diving into a movie that I think actually has been requested. I can't remember. Um, But either way, I think it's a movie that most people have seen, and it's generally accepted as a really good movie, so it's perfect for our podcast because I'm not convinced that it is. Cool Runnings, Brandon. Cool. Cool Runnings. Quintessential 90s. It is, and uh, I'm very curious to see because it's about, for anybody who hasn't seen it, about Jamaica's first bobsled team. And uh, Brandon, I don't think there's a single person who's Jamaican in this movie. As in truly Jamaican? Yeah, I would doubt it. I do. Yeah, doubt like it. truly Jamaican. Well, John Candy isn't, and he's the star. So this is going to be our, I think, second film from the same director, John Turtletob, who did National Treasure. We're going back to Turrets, dude. Yep. And uh, just in case. Uh, and Three Ninjas. Oh, my God. That's right. He did Three Ninjas. Wow. By the way, this movie has a 77 on Rotten Tomatoes, so maybe I'm wrong. Holy shit. Well, yeah, I have not seen this movie in decades, so very eager to years, check this out. Years, yeah. years, years, That's going to be our show next, uh, is it next week when it comes out? I can't even yeah, remember. Yeah, it'll be next week, the beginning of 2020. will be our first episode of the new decade. Thank God. What a movie to do it. Don't forget anybody who's been listening to check us out on nbd.podbean.com. That's where you can find this episode and all episodes. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and a couple other podcasting services. That's right. You can also write us an email at nostalgiabedamnedpod at gmail.com. Any requests, anything on Disney+, Plus, anything on Netflix, anything in general, actually. We're just kind of taking all requests. 2020 should be a good year for us. So, so thank you for sticking with us. We hope to be more prolific in the year to come. Yep. Don't forget to write a review and leave a comment. That always helps us. And don't forget to tell your friends uh, or else we'll hate you and uh, stop doing this forever. (laughs) Holy shit, dude. And by the way, over your Christmas breaks, we want to wish everyone a happy holidays, a happy new year. Do not fuck any snowmen. Or, you know. Fuck a snowman. No, 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 no. I'm not co-signing on that. Everyone have a good year. Happy happy New Year. Peace out. Let us know if you'd fuck the snowman. <laughs> I'm going to play landslide. I climbed a mountain and I turned around And I saw my reflection in snow-covered hills Till the landslide brought me down Oh, mirror in the sky What is